I'm old because I'm slow. The songs that we just sang about America goes along with the message God laid on my heart while I was back there. I want to read to you in chapter number 2 of Revelations. In verse number 2, the Word of God said, I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience and how thou cannot bear them which are evil and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not and hast found them liars and hast borne and hast patience and for my name's sake hast labored Hast not fainted, said, Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Because thou hast left thy first love. Father, help me just a little bit, Father, as I speak and preach to your precious people here. God, that they may hear not the words I say, but the Spirit of God that speaks to them. Lord, America needs you greatly. God, more than we ever have, we need you. So your blessings we ask upon this today that you would be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. America, since 9-11, yes, it's changed, but not for the better. My wife and I was in uh, a motel during 9-11. Our kitchen had caught on fire. And we were in a motel, and we were eating and drinking some coffee and watching the big screen television there in the motel in the breakfast room. And it seemed like a movie to see that tower burning. And then all of a sudden, here comes another plane and hits the other tower. And and it was just, the announcers, the people on television, they really didn't know what to say or what to do. How can you respond to something like that? Then the buildings began to fall. Now this is Dennis talking from a builder's standpoint. It takes precision, listen to me, to get a building to explode into itself. I mean, that is, that is a high-paid job. That is a highly engineered job. If you watch them, and sometimes it goes away even with the best that they can do. And if you remember seeing the little church right next to the Twin Towers that survived, Nothing but dust on it. And I thought even in the tragedy that was happening in America, God still had his hand upon those towers. For them to implode in their self and do no more destruction than they'd done is a miracle of God. You're talking about breaking your neck to see the top of that building. But I thought about this also. Why should God bless America? Why? 
should God bless America? Do you know that there is one and a half million babies aborted in America every year? One and a half million that they know of. That's half of the population of North Carolina. Aborted. Why should God bless America? Why should God even let his face shine upon America? Why should his hand of mercy be upon America when we're killing 1.5 million innocent babies every single year? This has been going on for 50 years. So you're talking 75 to 100 million babies that America has killed under the pretense of pro-choice. Murder, period. The Bible said life is in the blood. That baby is receiving blood. It has a heartbeat. It's not a glob. It's not a blob. It's a person. That God has put a spirit in. Why should God bless America? When we pass laws, listen, listen. I know this for a fact. In Colorado, you'll drive 35, 40 miles between churches. And in that same 35 or 40 mile drive, you'll pass at least a half a dozen to a dozen pot stores. In other words, sin is getting closer and closer and closer. When I, I was told that from one that had been there and done that and seen that, I thought of Jamaica. The churches in Jamaica are pretty far apart. But from church to church, you'll find at least a dozen shanty stores. When I say shanty stores, I'm talking about bamboos just stuck up with a tarp over it. They ain't got a can of beans, a loaf of bread. They ain't got a bottle of water. But they got all the red striped beer and rum you want. Just bamboo. God is my witness They'll have two pieces of bamboo sitting there and people will be sitting on that bamboo. But when we come to a padded pew, we want to complain. In the hot sun, sitting there drinking. Why should God bless America? When America never ever blesses God. Seems like every law that's passed lately is for sin. Not saying less. It's making sin acceptable. Why should God bless America? You think about this. He said, I have somewhat against thee. I have somewhat against thee. Now, let me get down to where you live. What's God got against you? Well, I can tell you one thing God's got against you. The Bible said, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. So we're sinners by birth. You don't have to do anything to... (laughs) 
I can't get away from abortion. Let me back up a minute. Can you imagine what was aborted in a million and a half babies? How many doctors? How many preachers? How many preachers' wives was aborted? You think God ain't going to hold America accountable? Let me back you up. Pharaoh, God hardened his heart, hardened his heart, hardened his heart. Can I help you a little bit? His heart was already hard. God just didn't want it to turn loose till he is ready for it to. When you go and kill babies from two year old down to try to kill the hope of the Messiah being born. Stay with me. Then when the chariots went into the water and some of the philosophers of theologians say this, that God took life for life. For every baby that was killed, there was one drowned in the Red Sea. And it's very possible. You know why? Because God keeps good books. He knows how many was killed trying to kill the Messiah. Now think about this. If God holds America accountable, 100 million Americans will have to die. Now think about that. Larry, you know when, when that comes to place, I wonder how many is going to be screaming, why my children, why my husband, why my wife? Can I tell you something? God's going to hold us accountable for every deed done in our body, whether good or evil. Let me help somebody this morning that's hearing me. If you've had an abortion, you can be forgiven. Don't let the devil weary your mind. We've all made decisions that we regretted later. Every single one of us has regrets in this world that we wish we had never done. I'm glad that God is merciful. I'm glad that God is long-suffering. I'm glad God knows this morning that you and you alone can be forgiven if you'll just ask and call upon the name. Thank God He's a forgiving God, a merciful God. Thank God He loves me enough. He don't want me to go to hell. He don't want you to go to hell. He wants you to be saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost of God. He don't want you dying and dying and never get through dying. He wants you to live. Now let me tell you something. Wouldn't it be wonderful? Listen to me. Well, have to give me a minute. Uh, For a mother that had aborted a baby, won't it be wonderful when that mother repents and gets to go to heaven and that baby runs up and grabs that mama? I want to tell you something, church. If that don't stir you this morning, you've been turned over to a reprobate mind to believe a lie and be damned. 
because God put something inside of me when he saved me. That is different from what this world is trying to teach us. 9-11 might have taught us to get back to the Word of God. Get back to the Bible. Because Bible says, went out the roof. But where's those Bibles now? Where's those people that sit on a pew? Where's those hearts and minds? If God called accountable today America and a hundred million in America fell dead, hold on, hold on. Preacher, that ain't going to happen. Oh, yes, it will. We are going to be raptured out of here one of these days and there'll be, <laughs> there'll be trucks that's driving down the road and there won't be nobody in them. Planes flying in the air and there won't be nobody in them. Flying that plane. Are you hearing me this morning? There's going to be wrecks and calamity. Why? Because the church was taken out of this mess. A hundred million probably ain't nothing to what's going to heaven that day when the rapture happens. And the Bible said this. Whoa! Listen to me. Whoa! Unto the one that gives suck in that day. Are you with me? You're a lost parent here today. Listen to this crazy preacher. One of these days you're going to be giving that baby a breastfeeding and the baby will be gone and you're going to go to screaming. You're going to be pregnant and that baby will be taken out of that womb and taken to heaven. Are you hearing me this morning? And you'll be without. What a day that will be. How many will be screaming? Go back to Egypt. And the wailing that was there when the death angel came through that night. Stay with me. See, God has done this more than once. How many did the death angel take that night? One for one. I'm sure that at least. Sometimes God gets a bonus on top of that. You all better be praying for me. This is hard preaching this morning. You want to know why? I got a loved one back there that two little babies are laying over there in the ground at my home. I know what it feels like to have a baby and then not have it. I know what it feels like to hold them in your hand and you want to love them and feel their warm body and you can't. Well, one day I'll get to go to heaven. Me and Hunter, <laughs> whoo, Henry will run up to me. <laughs> well, somebody shout right there. But not only them, there'll be millions and millions that have been aborted. Heaven's going to be full of babies. Whether you go or whether you don't, it's up to you. It's totally up to you. Why should God bless America? Why should God bless you? What have you ever done for God? Have you ever wept and cried bitterly? 
Have you ever laid your face down and the floor get wet from your tears of weeping and sorrow for a lost soul that's going to hell? What have you ever done? Most of us just disliked the children that came out of Egypt. No matter what God done for them, they griped, complained. Yeah, cloud by day, fire by night, flew in quail, water from the rock, opened up the Red Sea, and they went across on dry ground. All they done is complaining. As a pastor of a church, I can say that pretty well. Christians today, they do a lot more complaining than they do praising. They do a lot more crying out, I don't have, I don't have, than they ever say, thank God for what I do have. Why should God bless America? 9-11 will be a drop in the bucket. You say that'll never happen in America. You better read your Bible when a nation forgets God. God forgets that nation. And if God ever takes his hand completely off of America, what are you going to be then? Hold on ye seats right now. China's already buying up most of the farmland in America. And if they control it, guess what? You ain't going to get to eat, fat boy. Unless they want you to eat it. You say, well, preacher, I'll never sell out. You better read your Bible. There's a boy sold out in the Bible for one bowl of porridge. Sold his birthright for one bowl of porridge. You ever been that hungry? Most of us have never. No, we don't really know what hunger is in America. Like Chris said, it nearly kills him to go four hours without eating. Most of us don't go 40 minutes without eating something. Stick a piece of candy in there, a cracker, a cookie, tater chips or something. We have it so available in America. We just stick it and stuff it, pound it and ground it and keep eating it. Eating it and eating it and eating it. Never thank God for one ounce of it. Never thank God for nothing. Amen. We are so miserable in America because we do not appreciate what God already has done. Those men and women on that plane decided it's better to crash and burn than to let them hit a building. Let's roll. We forgot that one, hadn't we? Let's roll. The Bible said no greater love has any man than he give his life for a friend. Then people gave their life so they wouldn't take life. They knew they was going to die. And they'd rather crash into an open field than to crash into a building and take somebody else's life. The trouble with most of us this morning, we're trying to take everybody down with us that we can. We're not lifting them up, we're taking them down. Churches have turned their back on the lost. Hey, if you don't dress right, walk right, talk right, we don't want you in our congregation. Friends, you ain't going to heaven. You're backslidden out of God's will. When the love of God ain't in there, that says whosoever will, let him come. 
Church is not just a elite club for a few. It's for whosoever will. He said, I have somewhat against thee. You need to read the first four chapters there and what God said to the seven churches at Asia there. And every one of them, he had somewhat against them. Hold on. Every one of them was doing some things right. He pointed it out. But then he said, I got somewhat against you. You know, sometimes we get so strict. We get so headed and high-minded. We don't leave God room to work. Where is God in America right now? Where is God in our Senate, in our Congress, our state legislature? Where is God? God is nowhere to be found until it's voting time again. Let me tell you what they do in, in Jamaica. Now listen to me carefully. Jamaican authority, the government in Jamaica, does not recognize or even acknowledge anybody lives in Riverton. You can go to their parliament and say, what about the folks down in Riverton? And this is what they'll say because I've been there. They'll say, they ain't nobody lives in that trash dump. That's a trash dump. Riverton's a trash dump. Hold your taters. I've been right there when election time came. Listen to me. Into that trash dump comes four greyhound buses to pick up nobody so they can get them to town to vote. But there's nobody lives there. Nobody lives in Riverton. No, there ain't but 20,000 people live in that trash dump. That's all our politicians think of us. We're a bunch of trash till they need our votes. And then they're going to sweet talk your little ear. You better look at the record that they voted on already. I heard one last night it was advertised. And this is what his opponent said about him. 88% of the time he voted with Nancy Pelosi. What else have you got to say? Look at his record. 88% of every vote he voted with the other side. If that ain't a wolf's in sheep's clothing, what is? See, he throwed 12% in there so he could say, Look at here, I voted this away. Yeah, but you only done that 12% of the time. Hold on. You know, most of the Christians I know is about 12% Christian. They got almost enough to get them to church. Almost 12%. Be hard to get them to church with just 12% Christianity in them. No, no, they don't want to go. They only go in 12% of the time anyway. Some of them would be lucky if we get 12% out of them. But when tragedy strikes, I'm a Christian, God, why is this happening to me? When tragedy hits America, what does our politicians say? Pray! Come on, television, pray for America. Where was you last week? 
when you voted to kill babies? Where was you last week when you voted to make pot legal? Where was you last week? Do you realize, listen, listen. Do you realize that alcohol in America is a trillion dollar industry? Pornographic movies is a trillion dollar industry, including magazines. I wonder if you counted every dollar that was given to every church, would it make a trillion? Probably not. Probably not. So what does that tell you? That tells me that America is full of sinners that think more of alcohol and porno porno movies than than they do the house of God. Oh, by the way, let me just sharpen your pencil and make you real mad this morning. How much is a two-liter drink now? I don't know. I ain't bought one. I don't know. Two bucks at the most. They're more than two dollars. Twenty ounces, two dollars. Well, let me cut it down to twenty ounces. If a twenty ounce drink is two dollars, don't lie now. Raise your hand. How many drink them? You drink sodas, okay? Now, don't raise your hand on this. How many gave more than $2 to God this week? So who is your God? If I took up a special offering right now and said, Hey, we want to help buy some more Bibles to send to Jamaica. By the way, we just sent about 12000 over there not too long ago. If I said, let's take up an offering this morning and give at least one 20-ounce drink, two bucks. Now, I'm going to make some of you real mad right now. I have never really seen anybody go to Walmart and get one 20-ounce. They get a six-pack or an eight-pack or a 12-pack, 24-pack. Right? So if I asked you to buy a whole case this morning, you'd grab your wallet and say, I forgot my wallet at home. I ain't got no cash on me, preacher. Well, let me tell you, just write an IOU and pay me tonight. Oh, I ain't coming tonight. That's what I thought. And if you did come tonight, you ain't going to bring no $24 to give to the work of God. You're going to give it to your belly. Woo, preaching now, ain't it? You ain't liking it. Why should God bless America? Why should God bless your home when you think more of your belly and a $2 drink than you do the offering plate at God's house? Please do not raise your hand. Your face will give you away anyhow. How many church folk this week bought lottery tickets? 
Preacher, you meddling now? No, I'm preaching. I was standing over here at Harold's one morning. I've never bought a lottery ticket. I'll never buy a lottery ticket. And I was standing there eating a sandwich before I went to work. In come this one person, not very well dressed, looked out at their car. You could see steel showing in the tires. Five children in the car. They were on their way to school. Five children in that car. Steel showing. That young man walked up to the counter and said, Give me a carton of cigarettes and give me 12 of these. Fifty-something dollars. I'm standing here and I'm amazed. Mr. Fifty Dollars would have bought two good used tires. Am I preaching it this morning? I mean, Fifty Dollars would have bought two real good used tires. That may have saved your life and your child's life. And this is the words he said. That's all the money I got. So where was his heart? Where is the heart of America? Where is the heart of the church this morning? Why should God bless us, folks, when we take what money we do have and we give it to the world? And then when the offering plate is passed at God's house, oh, I ain't got nothing to give God. Why don't you keep some of that 50 or or $100 you throwed on lottery tickets and bring it to God? I like what they had on Facebook here the other day. I wish I had a poster built of it. An old man, some of you have probably seen it, said, let me tell you how to turn $40 into 400 How many saw that post? I'm going to help you. He said, buy $40 worth of gas and go to work. (laughs) And go to work. No, we'll go over to the gas station. Instead of buying gas, we'll buy $40 worth of lottery tickets. Carton of cigarettes. And by the way, my own grandson told me this week how much cigarettes are. If you're still smoking, you're dumber than a rock. I mean, you are dumb. $60, $70 a carton. He asked me, he said, Papa, do you know how much cigarettes are now? And I said, three or four dollars back. He laughed. He said, double that. I said, are you crazy? I don't know how much they are. Are they that much? $7 a pack. Do you know... (laughs) Do you know that's almost 40 cents per cigarette? When was the last time you give 40 cents to God? No, you'd rather stand there and burn her up. Then when your lungs are bad because you smoked, you will say, Oh God, why me? Why me? Oh, why me? Oh God, can you help me, God? Oh, God, I need you now, God. Help me, God. My lungs are bad, God. (laughs) Four packs a day. When I quit, I smoked three packs a day. You want me to know why I can preach on it? Because I quit, I overcome it. I wish to God I had every dollar I ever smoked, dipped, and chewed up. 
and pile it up here to help feed some children over in some foreign country somewhere or build a church or buy some Bibles, amen. Now think about it. Why should God bless America? There was more people crying out when the war hit, the Gulf War, churches filled up. 9-11 came, people buying Bibles, praying, helping neighbors and doing things. Churches did not fill up in 9-11. They did not fill up in 9-11. But when the Gulf War hit, brother, you couldn't get a seat in the house of God. Is that what it's going to take? Is God going to have to send war on American shores? What do you think the Twin Towers was? That's an act of war. Is he going to have to send a few bombs over in your neighborhood to wake you up? And by the way, listen to me carefully. I hope and pray everybody votes. But you better vote biblically. You better know what that man is voting on behind closed doors. Know what he's voting on. Oh, I'm for life. And then go vote to abort babies. Come on, folks. I like it when they say this. Well, we need the tax revenue. Oh, it's got quiet in here. It's early. It ain't even one o'clock yet. We need the tax. Okay. North Carolinians voted down lottery. They put it up for a vote. We said no. They forced it on us anyway. Oh, we need the money to help the schools. Hello, hello. And the schools got in real bad shape. And everybody said, well, where's the lottery money? Well, it don't go there. They go to a special session. To free up the money to go to schools that they lied us about to start with. Do you think a politician don't talk out of both sides? Now let me ask you this. Do you? Do you say, yes, I'm a Christian? Do you have any convictions? Lord said, I know you. But I have somewhat against you. Can I look to myself just for a moment? I know God's got some things against me. Why? Because I know I've sinned and come short. I've sinned and come short. And if I can admit that, why can't you? The only way you'll ever get any help is to acknowledge you need it. Why? Why should God bless charity's mission? Got quiet. Are you doing anything as an individual that would God would look upon all of us with favor? Let me help you. I'll give you some. <laughs> Several through the Bible, especially one brother, was sold into slavery, thrown in the ditch, went and told his daddy he's dead. Are you with me? But everywhere that young man went, God blessed. 
young man went to get a wife. While he was there, God began to bless his future father-in-law. You stay here seven years, you can have her. Are you with me? He stayed there seven years to get her for wife. Got married, went to bed that night. Wrong woman. Father-in-law said, hey, the older sister's got to get married first. You have to work another seven years to get her. He worked 14 years. Let me tell you why the father-in-law done that. Where he was, God was blessing him. You need to read that story. Well, you can go take all of the spotted sheep, goats. Everything was born was spotted. Read it. Read it. God was blessing. You want the blessings of God to work through you or just for you? I'm going to help us. I'm going to give an invitation. Brother Hired over here is one of my heroes. I believe God honors wherever this man sits. I believe he blesses this church because you sit in this church. I believe that with all my heart. But when God takes him home, who will take his place? We're blessed to have Brother Hired in our congregation. But who will take his place when God takes him home? Well, we were blessed when Brother Hired's there. We ain't been blessed no more. Have you made yourself available? Why should God bless you if you are not willing to make yourself available? Why would God bless your home, your health? Your finances. When you won't even make yourself available to be you. Well, God, I want the blessing, but I don't want to do nothing for it. You know what you want? You want a $10 million blessing on a $10 budget. I showed up. Ain't that enough? Nope. It ain't. What are you going to do when judgment comes to America? I'm asking you as an individual. What are you going to do? Are you going to be one of those crying and screaming after the death angel come through? Are you one going to be safe under the blood? What are you going to do? See, I put it individually. Every person in this building has to answer for yourself. Hard can't answer for me and I can't answer for hard. He can teach me, preach to me, lead me, live it in front of me, but it's up to me. God says, okay, America, let me show you something. Almost 7,000 died that day. Somewhere 60, some hundred, wasn't it? Somebody help me. In 9-11, I believe it was 64, 6,500 passed. That's a drop in the bucket to what was killed that day. And abortions. We want to cry about them getting killed in that building. Why aren't we crying about the babies? Where's our voice? 
Where's our voting power? First thing, before you vote for a man, you ought to look up and see where he stands on abortion. Because if he stands wrong on that, everything else is wrong. He's a puppet on a string for somebody. I'm closing with this. I want you to stand to your feet. Listen to me this morning. Are you Satan's puppet? Is Satan dangling you on a string today? You're almost a Christian. You're almost in. You're almost usable. You're almost sold out. But Satan's just dancing you around like a puppet on a string. Every head bowed and every eye closed. The altar's open. If you need to pray, you need to come right now. Don't let the devil talk you out of it. He said, I have somewhat against you. You know God's got something against every single one of us if we just acknowledge it this morning. God is saying to you and I, come, let us reason together. Come, let us reason together. Come, let us reason together. He's just asking for a reasonable service. Would you come? Would you come? Father God, hear my cry this morning for my people. Lord, we've not been the church that we should be. God, it seems like maybe we're so unconcerned anymore about the work of God, those that are lost. God, when have we visited? When have we prayed? When have we cried for the lost, Father? Lord, you know our hearts, you know our needs. God, where do we stand when we vote? Do we just mash Democrat or Republican and never know what the man stands for or the woman stands for? We just vote our party regardless. God, we better learn and vote biblically. We're going to be held accountable for that, Lord. Father, help us right here at Charity's Mission this morning. God, to realize, to truly realize we are the extension of God's arm. We are His ears, His eyes, His feet, His hands in this lost and dying world. God, this is 9-11. We remember today. I remember where I was at, what I was doing, God, when that happened. Lord, where was I last week? When people were dying and going to hell. Where was I last week, Lord, when children were being aborted? What was I doing, Lord? Did I have any concern? Did I have any care? God, help me this morning. Help me, Lord. I look around and and folks are missing this morning. I don't know where they're at. God, I'm praying for them right now. I miss them, Lord. I pray, God, if they're not in this church, they're in church somewhere. But, Lord, there's some lost, undone without God. I know it. God, I'm praying for them to get right with God, get saved. God, that we be able to march through the Red Sea on dry ground. And we won't have to fear the enemy behind us because we know, God, you'll take care of the enemy. So, Father, touch us today. 
touch every heart in this building. God, unite us in the gospel of Christ Jesus. Put the blood over us, Lord, to where we are forgiven. And help us all, Lord, every single one of us, take a stand. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.